Every year, more than three million people visit the Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris. It's home to hundreds of thousands of tombs. And you can buy a map directing you to all the graves of the cemetery's most famous residents. Folks like the singer Jim Morrison and writers like Oscar Wilde and Proust. But among that list of celebrities and historical figures is a name that pretty much no one will recognize, but whose tomb attracts a lot of visitors. And a very certain kind of visitor with a very certain kind of need. It's the tomb of Victor Noir. Victor Noir was a journalist in Paris in the 1800s, and he didn't publish anything especially remarkable during his short lifetime, and he probably would have been forgotten to history if it weren't for the fact that he was shot and killed by Prince Pierre Bonaparte, the nephew of Napoleon. That act triggered a wave of protests and led to the commissioning of a statue by the acclaimed sculptor Jules Delau. But even that isn't really why people are visiting his grave today. They visit for more personal reasons, and they aren't there for Victor, exactly. The statue that covers Victor Noir's grave depicts him laying down as if he had just been shot, and that alone is kind of jarring. But then you notice a couple of other things. First, the crotch of this statue has a bulge to it. And second, the bulge is very very shiny. Though the statue is largely dark and discolored, that particular part has been polished by the hands of countless women over the decades. Women who are drawn to the statue of Victor Noir because rubbing it supposedly confers good luck in love and fertility. The full ritual actually involves kissing his lips, rubbing the bulge, and dropping a flower in his hat. If you want to get pregnant, you touch his right foot. If you want twins, you touch his left. Women who do actually get pregnant after doing this will come back and take pictures at the tomb with their kids. It became so popular that the cemetery even briefly erected a fence around the statue to protect it from damage, only to remove it after people objected. Because the bulge isn't just an interesting artistic choice by the sculptor. It's a symbol of good luck of our desire to shift fate in our favor. Luck be a lady tonight. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Come with us today as we unfold the map and explore the geography of luck, visiting the shining noses, toes, and other lucky bits of statues around the world, and ask ourselves, why can't we stop rubbing them? That is after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— 
along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Where you are born, whether you're born rich or poor, healthy or sick, these are questions of luck. And success is often built on that luck. The desire to change your luck, to put chance on your side, is found across time and across the world. Think of wishing wells or coin fountains. Think of four-leaf clovers or pennies on the ground. Almost every culture has these objects, but there's one specific type that pops up pretty consistently around the globe. And that is the lucky statue. Perhaps the most well-known example of statue rubbing is the belly of a laughing Buddha. It's actually been speculated that this might be where the practice originated. We really don't know. But one thing we do know, and one thing we can't hide, is where a statue has been rubbed. There's the shiny beard of a man on the streets of Havana, the bright shoes of Harvard's founder, and the shining, gleaming undercarriage of the bull on Wall Street. Each of these parts stands out because of their golden gleam, reflecting not just the sun overhead, but the hopes and dreams of countless hands over time. So... Let's make some introductions to these shiny, lucky friends. The practice of statue rubbing can be found all over the world, but there is a particularly American version, and that is of the shiny president. Given the number of monuments to U.S. presidents, it's not surprising that some have fallen under the sway of hopeful statue rubbers. Although in the case of FDR, It's actually the statue of his Scottish terrier, Fala, at the Roosevelt Memorial that confers the good luck. But for Abe Lincoln, it's the man himself who is considered lucky. In fact, Lincoln has multiple good luck statues. The most notable among them is found at his tomb in Springfield, Illinois. There's a lot to see at the memorial there, where Lincoln is buried alongside his wife and three of his children, But before you get to any of that, you pass an oversized bust. And it's this large face, several feet tall, of Abe Lincoln, where countless hands have shined his nose to a gleam. It seems odd to choose the nose of a man who was plagued with ill health, presided over a long and brutal war, and was ultimately assassinated as a symbol of good luck. But I think there's something else at work here, too. Rubbing a statue personalizes it. It makes a bond between you, the viewer, and it, the inanimate object. And like a well-worn path, the knowledge that a thousand hands have been there before draws yours towards it as well. It validates something. It says, yes, I was here. I have made contact. Quick, take a photo so everyone can see that this is what a vacation looks like. This is a picture of a lucky person. 
Across the ocean, another snout gets a vigorous rub. Il Porcelino, or Piglet to the locals, is the nickname of a bronze boar that sits out in the front of a market in Florence, Italy. It was cast by master sculptor Pietro Tacca in the mid-1600s, and every day, hundreds of visitors come to pet the snout of Il Porcelino, hoping for good luck. The full ritual is actually to slide a coin into the pig's mouth as you pet it, and then let the coin fall back out. If it goes through the grate beneath the statue, then good luck is supposedly guaranteed. And guaranteed good luck would be worth a trip around the world. But you might not need to go that far to encounter Il Porcelino. Because unlike most of these statues, there are many exact replicas around the globe, partially because the one in Florence was itself cast from an even older marble statue. In Britain, there are five Il Porcelinos. In the United States, almost 20. And like the original, the snouts of those replicas are almost always rubbed shiny golden. As far away as Sydney, Australia, there is an Il Porcelino with a burnished snout sitting outside the country's oldest hospital, where all the coins that fall and end up in the grate beneath it are donated to the hospital itself, conferring a little luck onto someone, even if it's not the original snout petter. Sometimes statue rubbing is actually an act of thanks for good luck already bestowed. In the university town of Göttingen, Germany, is Gansalisel, or the Goose Girl. She's a statue that sits in the main town square and is so named because she's holding a basket in one hand and a goose in the other. When she was first installed in 1901, freshman students would climb the statue and give her a kiss the day after their enrollment. Police cracked down on this activity, and the tradition died out only to re-emerge decades later at the other end of the educational pipeline, after a PhD student has completed their studies. Fewer kisses tend to make it that far. But the official graduation information page on the University of Göttingen's website actually lists this as part of the ceremony. The graduates climb onto the fountain and give Gansaliso bouquets of flowers and symbolic kisses, Well, they are simultaneously targeted by water balloons, tossed at them by their colleagues and cheering audiences. Elsewhere, the university calls it a must-attend attraction. Locals just call her the most kissed girl in the world. Kisses, rubs, questionable acts of fondling, we are strangely intimate with these inanimate metal objects. The breasts of both the Juliet statue in Verona, Italy, and the Dolly Parton statue in Tennessee get regular and lavish attention. Luck and private bits seem to have long been connected. The Romans considered a small metal phallus, or what they called a fascinus, to be a luck symbol that would enchant and bewitch. It's why we call things fascinating. And it seems that the fascination hasn't particularly worn off, judging by the thousands of gleaming phalluses found on statues all around the world. There are so many other examples. In Riga, Latvia, there's a statue of a rooster on top of a cat, on top of a dog, on top of a donkey, and it's considered good luck to rub the nose or beak of each animal. In Belgium, there's a bronze monkey attached to the city hall in Mons, and no one knows what it's supposed to represent or how it even got there. It's just been affixed to the building, jutting out from the facade for centuries. But visitors have long chosen to rub its head perhaps helping transfer some of the luck that has contributed to its improbable existence. In Slovakia, 
a bronze sewer worker called Kumil leans out of a sewer opening, resting and staring down the sidewalk. His hat bears the distinct shine of being a good luck charm. Although a number of bruises and fractures from unprepared pedestrians and cyclists have also been attributed to the statue. So as a lucky omen, I think that one can go either way. And that, of course, is true of luck in general. It goes both ways. And strangely, the way you feel about your luck can actually have a profound effect on your life. A key trait that personality psychologists use to differentiate people is whether you believe in luck or not. And if so, whether you consider yourself lucky or unlucky. People who believe that they're prone to good luck tend to be happier, more optimistic, and more satisfied with their lives. While people who think they are personally unlucky are more anxious, pessimistic, and passive. And again, this has nothing to do whether you're actually lucky or unlucky, but it does go to show you the power that luck has on us all, rational or not. This podcast is a co-production of Alice Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was reported by Matt Hickey. Our production team includes Chris Naka, Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. And our theme and ed credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Therese, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. This is a message for anyone with high LDLC or bad cholesterol who has had or is at risk of having a cardiovascular adverse event. Merck is studying an investigational medication to see whether it may help lower the risk of future cardiovascular adverse events. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. And in the United States alone, there are over 73 million people living with high LDLC. To learn about whether you may qualify, visit CoralReefStudies.com now. Again, that is C-O-R-A-L-R-E-E-F-S-T-U-D-I-E-S dot com. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers... The full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com.